0: Welcome to a new episode of my Dear Kitchen in Helsinki podcast. My guests today are Rosa Heinila and Annika Hännus, the founders of Metta Nordic, a delicious and nutritious Finnish brand. Rosa and Annika are trying to introduce the Nordic diet and Finnish ingredients to healthy food enthusiasts within Finland and globally through their brand. In the episode, we talked about Metta story and its place in the food system, the Nordic diet, its health benefits, and the threats to it due to climate change. You can find more about this brand on wwwmetta At the end of our discussion, Rosa and Annika asked you an interesting question, and we're looking forward to hearing about your answers in the comments on social media. As always, a special thanks to my dear friend Ufuk Ejman for the sound editing. Welcome, Rosa and Annika, and thanks for this interview. Uh, You are the founders of the brand Mekta Nordic, and that's what we're going to talk about mostly. But I also want to talk about the Nordic diet uh, that you wrote about extensively on your website. Uh, But before we go into all this, uh, can you introduce yourselves a little, your educational and maybe your professional background before Nordic and so on. Yeah, thanks for having us on this interview. Annika,
1: do you want to go first as our CEO?
2: Sure. Hi, so thanks for, for interviewing us. I'm Annika and uh, I have a background in, in food science. I've studied it in Helsinki University and uh, I've worked in a, in a food companies. And uh, I'm, I'm really passionate about food, and especially about about Finnish food. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was about five years ago when I participated in the foraging course wild food for aging course and tasted nettle pesto Mm. and after that i kind of understood that i know nothing about food uh, food because that's the where our finnish food culture really lies in Mm -hmm. the in the authentic tastes of of the wild wild foods and that's when i started that that's something i want to do and and take this knowledge and these flavors out Mm -hmm. to the world okay that's pretty much in a nutshell my Mm -hmm. my background Mm? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I live, lived in, uh, in in Finland in Espoo, and uh, quite close to nice forest areas where I often spend my time.
1: Yeah. And uh, so I'm Rosa. I'm the other co-founder of Metanordic. Nordic. Um, kind of a similar story, kind of not. My background is more in business. So I seriously didn't know much about Finnish food. I moved back from the States uh, about four years ago. And um, and I went on a foraging course with my friends who happened to be part of Helsinki Wild Foods that I had mm-hmm. met kind of through my hobbies. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away by all the things that we can eat in Finland. And I was kind of, there was this like slight rage, like, why didn't anybody tell me about this? Like, why didn't I know? Um, I wasn't brought up in Finland. So I didn't grow up kind of having a mother or a grandmother or somebody who would have kind of taken me out there. But yeah, it was just something that really stopped me in my footsteps. And I said, hey, this is, you know, this is something I want to do. And I, I want the world to know. I want to take this abroad mm-hmm. um, and share what we have in Finland. It's it's so amazing. And it's so clean and, and so safe to eat um, and just fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I kind of dropped ship. On what i was doing and and join join the clan mm-hmm.
0: so you you met uh, through these uh, foraging walks that you uh, participated together or well basically yeah with a with a common friend mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. us. and you and then you decide to do met the nordic uh
2: yeah. or well, well first. First, we we uh, operated on a Helsinki Wild Foods brand, and and we had we had a book and, and courses. But now now we're focused on the on the meta brand and and uh, food.
0: How long has it been with the meta brands now? two years actually yeah, yeah.
1: two yes. years ago we founded meta brand so that was after doing Helsinki wild Foods on it for three years I joined a year later yeah um, so we'd been doing we'd been doing a lot of the food stuff a lot of the foraging things already and then we decided all right let's actually amp this up a bit and, and make it something that can actually work for export
0: okay yeah. so uh, pl- can you introduce us to your brand then uh, what is metta Nordic and uh you you Talk a little bit personally about your aims and your your desires, but in general, what is the aim of Metanordic? Um, and yeah, what is your what is Metanordic? <laughs> uh, in a nutshell, flavors from the Finnish forest,
1: mm-hmm. um, and our aim, ambition, mission, all of that is to essentially share the flavors of the Finnish forest with the rest of the world. So that goes for people in Finland, people abroad, that goes for sharing the story and sharing the flavors and creating products that are easy to use, um, enticing, full of flavor and essentially transport the customer via their taste buds into the Nordic forest.
0: Okay. Um, What about some of your products and uh, production methods? Uh, Can you give some examples? And also... Where do your ingredients come? Like, are they from wild food or are they um, grown? A little bit information on that.
2: Sure. It it little bit depends on a product. Uh, so all of the herbs, berries, and mushrooms—they all come from Finland. Mm-hmm. And, and mushrooms and, and berries are, of course, wild, wild and handpicked. And the herbs—it depends on the herb. Uh, nettle we u- use is cultivated, and it's cultivated without any any toxins. It's uh, it's a really na- natural process. Mm-hmm. And some of the herbs um, are then handpicked, such as flowers that we use, use in our teas and and birch leaf. For mm. example, and spruce sprouts.
1: Mm. And they come wild.
2: Yeah, they are wild. So it a little bit depends, but but they all come from Finland and from small suppliers, which which we are really proud of. So we are able to source from from a small
0: so, uh our well the listeners of course will not be able to see this, but I want to show you that I have one of your products. <laughs> That's a leaf. Uh it's it says it's for cooking, seasoning and tea. And I made a uh the crystal. Oh, right. I'm working with Omama uh, uh, these days, the food co op, and I, mm-hmm. I'm trying to make a recipe for them. So I thought, oh, I have this nettle leaf now that I have been wow, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but then this is, for example, my example of uh, using one of your um, products. What else like, uh, can you give some examples of the uses of your products? And also where people where people where can people find your products? I mean, I found it in Muji store in Kampi, but yeah. where else?
2: Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, when we started Metta and, and of course Helsinki Wild Foods, we wanted to make the use of this product really easy. And in general, it's um, many people know like metal, it stings, it grows there, but they really don't know how to use it. So the, so the dry products we make are are really easy to use there are many ways to use them and and um, they have a long long shelf life so it's it's kind of ecological way mm-hmm. to use them also so the dry products such as the nettle you have there there in your home you can use like you said in, in cooking um, you can make tea of it mm-hmm. um, you can even use it in skin skincare if you like mm-hmm. and um, we are, we are, some of our products are like these plain herb crushes that you can use in, in many ways. Then we are selling um, herbal salts, herbal and mushroom salts, which mm-hmm. are really easy. You use it like you would use any herbal salt. Mm-hmm. And then we have a nettle pesto dry product. You just add olive oil and some water, and voila, you have a really lovely pesto mm-hmm. that you can make just one person for per a time if you like. I think yeah. that's
1: what I use the most at home.
2: Yeah, yeah. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Then we are selling these tea mixes, which are branded for. for for, for tea use, such as our, one of our most popular products is, is the Calm Sleep, which, which consists of herbs that ha, uh, uh, have a relaxing, relaxing effect and they have been used in, in Finland for a long time mm-hmm. to calm, calm you down in the evening. So. Mm-hmm. And then we have a detox tea, so a little bit for, for different purposes. But in, in general, all of our products are dry and, uh, and quite, quite easily you can use them in, in many ways. Now the new new product we we are making is is uh, honeys like uh, honeys seasoned with with berries and spruce sprouts and and rowanberry, oh. so again quite easy to use product. Yeah. And uh, you can buy our products fr- from our own store, Yuri stores, mm. and they that's have, all around Finland. Yeah. yeah, and and online of course, and then from Muji, like you said, and from um, uh, Her- Food Market Herkus, like this in the, in the Stockman stores. Mm. Yeah, and uh, then we have quite a many online retailers. Uh, you can from our net uh, net net page web pages we have a good list of of places you can order and we, sh- we ship globally well our, our uh, this partners ship yeah. globally so you can in anywhere in the world you can mm-hmm. you can actually order Meta products now mm. it's pretty cool.
0: Uh, when you say you ship globally did, did Covid affect your this all the restrictions and everything, affect your work uh, since last year at all?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest effect on us has been the effect on tourism. So because we're an export company, one of the easiest way to kind of target also export customers is airports, hotel chains, um, even travel agencies in Finland. And all of that has pretty much just been driven down because of COVID and, and Finland has kept the borders closed since yeah. last March. So it's definitely, definitely taken a big hit on mm. on us. that way um on the other side it's been really nice to see how um Finns have wanted to support small Finnish companies and that's kind of you know been a nice thing on the home front that i feel people want to buy really they want to buy local much more than just saying they want to buy local so that's a cool
0: okay um now uh well, you are uh, a, you're not a, you're not doing a mass production. You are a lot rather small and boutique brand. Uh, so, how do you place uh, Meta Nordic within the local food system in Finland? Hmm.
1: Well, I think one of the what, what comes to mind first for me is uh, responding to that question. So, how do we place it in the food system? Essentially, we buy from a lot of small producers. And we essentially brand the products and then try to spread them further. So in that way, I really like what we do that we get to help a lot of the small producers who make like literally amazing products that maybe no one has heard of or known because you can't do everything. And when you're a small producer, you just don't have the resources and it would be ridiculous to have them to to do the marketing and the selling as well. And that's what we aim to do is is help share the story.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And we are not in the market, so we would like to say that we are the that every everyone in Finland enjoys our products but we're still quite in the in the beginning of our journey mm-hmm. but uh we are we are there where where, for example from Ruohajuuri there are a lot of people who are very interested of the of the uh food they eat and they they know know how it affects on the climate and uh, mm-hmm. they like our poach we have a 100% compostable poach mm-hmm. so uh
0: okay yeah um so um I'm going to talk about sustainability. Um now first of all what are your views on food sustainability especially food sustainability and for our listeners who are maybe not so um, so much knowledgeable on sustainability what are what is especially your definition uh, on sustainability?
1: <laughs> Ooh, what is our definition of sustainability? Uh, well One thing I know I always kind of fall back on is that it's not just environmental sustainability, it's also social sustainability and and also economic sustainability. And trying to combine those three kind of main pillars in a tiny company is, is, is pretty challenging at times. So how do we do things that are sustainable from the perspective of the environment, that we're not making products that are actually creating more harm than what they're bringing good and that we can actually do it in the long run, leaving further generations with the same resources that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, how can we do that in a way that's also economically sustainable so in a way where people can actually manage to buy our products so that the price isn't ridiculously high because we are quite a premium product and Just to be clear to all the listeners, we're a premium product and not because we have huge margins, but because we actually make really good products that are 100% Finnish, made in Finland. We aim to minimize the logistics. So we don't want to ship ingredients abroad to be packaged for cheaper, to then ship them back to Finland to be warehoused, to then ship them back abroad again. We don't want to buy ingredients from abroad where we don't know how they've been grown, what are their effects on the climate there. We know that the ingredients we buy grow naturally in Finland without pesticides herbicides you know they're natural growing ingredients in our forest so in that way it's very sustainable in and of itself mm-hmm. and finally how to do this socially sustainably as well and that comes down to you know the very um kind of uh how do we say, like down to the basics, which is that we as entrepreneurs do it in a way that's sustainable for us. So we're not running, um, you know, a hundred meter race. We're in it for the marathon to create something that is of true value to our customers. Yeah. So so sustainability has a lot of perspectives and, and some of the, you know, the main things we do is that we buy from Finland. We uh, package dry. We operate completely in Finland. That means we're minimizing Mm -hmm. logistics. We're packaging in these compostable pouches, which for us is really important because essentially we leave no trace behind. Our products have really long life um, life cycles or what's it called? Shelf lives. So, you know, we're minimizing food waste. Um, Mm -hmm. Pesto is a great example of that because usually pesto is the day you open that means you know they're good for a couple of days or max a week, mm-hmm. um, in the fridge. But our pesto is good for a couple of years, literally, even if the date doesn't tell you that. But you know, yeah, like, they're very sustainable in that
2: sense. Mm-hmm. And we pa- we pack in in w- very small batches so that just in- ensure that we're gonna sell everything we pack. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and that's that's also one one thing that of course affects on the price. If we would pack uh, a one million pouches per time, of course the price would be different. But
1: But then the consumer would not have such a long um, time to use the product. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think uh, I I see that. I mean, I've been living here in Finland for uh, a bit more than ten years now. So even in my in my lifetime here, uh, I'm seeing more and more people being like increasing awareness on you know, especially where your food or your ingredients are coming from. So in that sense, I think uh, people uh, would be very happy to be. to be buying your product because they can, they know for sure uh, how they are produced or how where they are coming from. That uh, there isn't, there there aren't any hidden in between uh, processes or or some things about the logistics that uh, that that hides uh, under the banner of organic or or local or or hundred yeah. exactly. percent local. So these are these is good. And do you receive any feedback from? Uh, do you have if do you have any um, regular customers or from any customers, have you received any feedback? Uh, well, we we
1: function mostly B2B so so our customers are resellers Mm -hmm. so essentially that's that's where we would get most of our feedback from but it is every time that we do get you know somebody contacts us like a consumer who would bought our product somewhere it's really nice to hear hear their thoughts and 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 i do know that our retailers do appreciate that we have compostable pouches and that we've kind of made that effort it's it's just always a fine balance between keeping the price so that we're not blocking people from buying them because the price is simply too high, but also making sure that it's, it's something that's not going to be creating a lot of trash in this world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I
2: think initially that the Nettle pesto has received a lot of positive mm-hmm. feedback since so it's a quite a different product that consumers are yeah. used to mm-hmm. when, when we are giving, um, Taster, so or whatever, it's it's always like, whoa, you you made it made it made this out of dried like dried mix. So, mm-hmm. so I think that's been really like a
0: really nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm getting now really curious about that pesto. Yeah, yeah, you have to try we will it. I sent you a basket of, of the product. So now moving on to the Nordic diet. Um, now, if people want to uh, read about what you wrote, they can go to your website and you, you wrote quite long about the Nordic diet uh, and so on. But here, let's talk a little bit more about it. Uh, first of all, uh, you yourself uh, write a little bit at the beginning uh, about, for example, Nordic, Nordic diet becoming more and more um, or people are becoming more and more aware of the Nordic diets and its benefits. Uh, and before that, it was more Mediterranean diet. That yeah. was more well known and that is still, well, I come from Turkey, so I am all about Mediterranean uh, diet. But of course, uh, I'm, I'm incorporating as much as I can uh, the Nordic ingredients and uh, some things that I like mushrooms, for example. I became aware of the what, mac, what actually mushrooms are after yeah. I came here. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk about the benefits of the Nordic diet, especially... Uh, in some kind of comparison, maybe if you like, uh, with uh, Mediterranean diet as well. And also, what, the, what is Nordic diet? What does it consist of?
1: Well, the first thing that comes to mind for me is they say that the Nordic diet is actually pretty close to the Mediterranean diet in the way that there's like these good fats and there's white fish and there's, okay, nor- the vegetables in the Nordic diet are mostly root vegetables versus mm-hmm. the vegetables that would grow above the ground in the Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, I think I told you last week, I read that the WHO is now recommending the Nordic diet just as much as it is the Mediterranean diet mm-hmm. as a kind of health,
2: mm-hmm. health thing. Yeah, and I think the main, main difference to the Mediterranean diet is, is, is that the, the extreme seasons we have here, uh, the, the, the harsh winters and the long summers, because they, they make our, our vegetables and berries and, 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 and uh, mushrooms, they are really like nutritious, the, the, the environment here like forces that the plants to, to grow this extra. Uh, resistance yeah extra extra resistance so it's uh, whereas the Mediterranean plants they live there in the Sun and they can take it easy most of the year <laughs> whereas here they have to fight to survive so of course yeah. they've learned to to mm. um, to grow these extra powers i would yeah. say so it's it, it's really 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 nutritious let's say you would eat more like a um, wild dandelion for example it's it contains 10 times more nutrients than a than a regular um, rocola. Uh, yeah what is rucola, R- rucola. yeah uh, or or some herbs you can buy from stores basil or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the berries of course it's it's so much like a the the the, the wild bilberries mm-hmm. that grow in our forests—if you compare that to the berries that you would cultivate in the in the
1: in Spain or in the south—yeah, yeah.
2: it's a huge different difference in and that's in, in the nutrients. And, and yeah, and not not just the nutrients, but also the the i don't know all the antioxidants. In this water, this, yeah, and and these which which are the active compounds in 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 berries, um, the, there's a quite big difference difference that, that the environment here makes mm, makes and and then 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 there's of course, let's say that the the fats we can cultivate here hemp, which is which has a really good balance in the in the fatty acids mm-hmm. so so that's something that's coming more and more popular yeah. to part of the Nordic diet,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think for me, uh, especially uh, coming after coming from uh, Turkey, the, the first things that I had to learn a lot more was these root vegetables, even though of course we have root vegetables as well, but there is a grand variety of them here. And I'm still, even this day after 10 years, I'm still learning something new. Like I tried mustayuri, I think it's salsify, black salsify in English. I don't even know what that is in English. Um, <laughs> I- I tried it for the first time just a few uh, weeks ago when I got it from my Omawa food bag. Like, okay, I, I always saw it on in the market as something like, a, what is it? Like a branch of a tree yeah. or something. It looks yeah. weird for me, but it was so delicious. And uh, I completely didn't ex- ex- I didn't expect at all what I found after I peeled that uh, wooden um, sort of uh, peel, but, but yeah. Uh, but then, um, okay. When we say Nordic diet, of course, we're talking about a, a grand uh, region. But then, within the Nordic countries, are there any differences in the Nordic diet? And maybe, how does Finland, for example, differ than the others? Are there? What are the things that are, if there are, very specific to Finland? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The, I mean, there's huge differences because
1: the Nordic countries is Finland, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Iceland, and Greenland. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Greenland, they eat whale and ice, uh, what's I call, polar bears, I was like ice bears, (laughs) polar bear. (laughs) Um, Even within Finland, you know, you go north to Lapland and they eat a lot more um, reindeer, for example, than in the south. We go to Norway, they eat a lot more, I think, um, all kinds of uh, merenelavatso, uh, seafood, because they have the big Atlantic Ocean, same with Denmark. Mm-hmm. um and then there's the countries Finland Sweden which are enclosed in the Baltic yeah
2: um,
1: which is not at all the same same fish or yeah, Finland,
2: yeah and I would say that in Finland because of our background because the war war and we had to like survive with a really small exported foods we, we learned to forage the berries the herbs and mushrooms I would say maybe more than the Swedish maybe because we've had a quite harsh harsh mm-hmm. like a background so mm. so we kind of had to learn to use those and 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 now in in recent years it's coming back let's say 20 years ago it wasn't maybe that popular to eat the middle because uh, then the exported products were more like valued but now it's coming back that people are were asking from our grandparents that so please tell us all the knowledge you had because our parents are not that aware yeah that, but our uh, grandparents used to mm-hmm. so so i think it's coming back so i would say that maybe Maybe Finland difference a little bit in that that, that we the, the berries and, and herbs and mushrooms have like a they played a big part in our, yeah. in our past mm. and, and our, our food. Were necessity. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um so but then of course, uh, as anything else in the world these days, uh, well the Nordic diet was also very much related to the climate, and there is a climate change happening in in rather alarming uh, proportions so what are the threats to the current nordic diet due to the climate change and how do you view then nordic diet from the point of sust- also environmental sustainability
2: yeah well that's uh that's of course a b- big issue that uh, because that we need the harsh winters and and uh, the, the seasonal change so if that changes quite fast the species that grow here they don't have time to adapt to the to the change, so uh, it it probably luckily Finland is a quite wide country, so so what we have here in in the in the south could maybe go to little bit
1: yeah over, migrate further yeah north.
2: but of course but, that's a big threat and, and and other big threat is is that our forest areas there are even though our country there are a lot of forests here but yeah. they are not these natural forests so and and the berries and mushrooms and and certain species they they need that certain need kind of forest yeah they yeah. need a the diversity mm-hmm. To so that's that's one threat also
1: and yeah. forests that are managed are often less diverse yeah um, Another big threat, I think, is diseases. So diseases yeah. that we have in, if it gets, in Central gets Europe
2: warmer. That's one reason why mm. the Finnish food is so clean, because mm. we have the the the, the certain climate uh, which is quite cold compared to the Mediterranean countries. Yeah. If if the temperature gets warmer, then then uh, like Rosa said, some we would need to use probably more pesticides, uh, which I hope we, mm. never happens. But that's that's one thing that keeps our food so clean is that we don't need that mm. much. and obviously like what we
1: what we uh face often is changes in in prices of raw ingredients due to changes in climate that happen and and with climate change changes uh, are more and more radical so we might have a really hot phase really cold phase a really wet phase really dry phase and all of this affects the harvest and and that makes it way more complicated to have a company like this in the natural foods
2: yeah we every summer we're like afraid that is it gonna be too hot because the berries Mm -hmm. are really like sensitive for that and then that that can double the price if, if it's like a really hot summer or yeah or so
0: yeah i mean uh, again within the 10 years i've seen co- a com- really big difference especially in summer uh like yeah. uh, i didn't when i first came here i spent maybe the first couple of summers with i remember wearing trench coats quite often but now <laughs> I, I mean it's like sauna all the time yeah. so but um, then, a bit like just finally, just to sum up, to go back to Meta Nordic, what is the future of Meta Nordic? Do you have any different plans and collaborations? Something? Well,
2: we are working on, on interesting things. One big thing is that we will be joining the organic um, certification program. Uh, quite a lot of uh, ingredients we use at the moment are, or gra- are organic also. Um, for example berries can be wild at the same time as organic if the whole forest area is certified Mm -hmm. as organic Mm -hmm. Uh, but we're not able to tell that yet because we're not part of the the system so that's one one thing and and then we're gonna
1: really exciting new products yeah
2: exciting new products coming up and and uh yes.
1: and we're working on uh, on some new export countries so obviously corona has affected quite a lot the export yeah. to the asian countries um and access there so so we've started to focus on a couple new countries in europe so okay. that's really exciting
0: okay. yeah well I'm, i've been looking forward to it especially the pesto. now i'm i can't think of anything but pesto right yeah, <laughs> right <now>. yeah. You, <laughs> you have well to try, try it <laughs> yeah i have to uh, but these are all my questions so uh do you have any final thoughts and comments and also what is one question that you would like to ask the listeners uh, to make them think further
2: well i would be interesting to hear that many people say that they are really interested of the natural products, and i mean herbs berries and and, and mushrooms and that, that they would like to use them more is there some like ideas uh, people could give us let's say that someone would like to have them more into their breakfast or, or whatever we would be really happy to hear because many people say that they were they are interested but then they still haven't quite found our products or
0: mm-hmm. or they
2: still find them too like uh, complicated complicated or yes. uh, that would be really like a
0: valuable okay here. well uh, yeah. and then I urge uh, all our yeah. listeners to uh, give ideas and also um well I, I of course i know quite a lot of uh, foreigners uh, living in finland who are as much as me uh, exposed to these new uh, ingredients and uh, different kinds of berries and mushrooms i'm also interested to hear uh, their experiences uh, with what they find out when they come here related to uh, yeah, new yeah. kinds of food yeah. but um so thank you this was this was really nice and you I, you so I wish you good luck with the new uh, products and uh, the future of your brand and um, okay that's it from me so bye thank you very much this was really nice bye bye. Bye. thank you for listening to this episode if you want to know more about the blog behind this podcast check out www.mydearkitcheninhelsinkey.com and find it also on Instagram and Facebook Have a delicious week.